1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The classic group The Fifth Dimension rocks Ram's Head on stage in Annapolis, Maryland this Sunday night. I spoke to founding member Florence LaRue about the group's Grammy-winning hits from Up, Up, and Away to Aquarius Let the Sunshine In, as well as their prominent role in Questlove's Oscar-winning documentary Summer of Soul about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. Hey, Florence, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in D.C.
0: Yes, Jason, I'm looking forward to coming to Annapolis. You know, my uh, sister lives in Maryland and Columbia, but she and her husband are on a trip to Iceland, so she won't be able to come to this show.
1: Oh, no way. I had no idea you had a local connection. Well, that's really, really cool. Uh, what's it like coming to a Fifth Dimension show these days? I, do you, do you, I assume you get audiences of all ages, you know, folks that grew up with the music and then probably pass it on to their kids.
0: Right. Well, we have mostly people who grew up with the music, and sometimes they bring along their children who reluctantly come, And then after the show, they say, hey, Guys were great. They weren't expecting to like their parents' music,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then they become life (laughs) lifelong fans. Funny how it works. Well, it is it is it is of the time, but it is pretty timeless because I mean that quest love documentary, Summer of Soul, that just won the Oscar about the uh, you know the '69 Harlem Cultural Festival. You guys were uh, Fifth Dimension was featured pretty prominently in there. Uh, What what'd you make of the movie? Did did you get to see it?
0: It was so honored to be a part of that. Yes, it was very special. that was a special time and it was special to be in that particular documentary.
1: And uh, just memories real quick of, you know, not just the movie, but of the actual 69 Harlem Cultural Festival. What was it like getting to perform in such an atmosphere?
0: It was great, uh, Jason, being among so many wonderful performers. You know, the young Stevie Wonder. And uh, Unfortunately, though, we didn't get to uh, talk with many of the performers because we were performing elsewhere. So we had to do our show and then, you know, then perform for the festival and then leave. But it, it was just an honor to be there. It was and it was great. There were so many people there, and not one incident of arts uh, or fighting. It was just a really loving, peaceful uh, event.
1: That's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, Questlove was able to include so much great footage of not, not only you all, but, you know, all of the different acts. It, it, you're, you're all frozen in time there together on, on screen now. It, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was a great piece of work. Right. Well, whenever I have someone like yourself on, I always love to hear sort of how you got into it to begin with. I know you were born in, in New Jersey, but so how did you make your way to Los Angeles, you know, where, where you end up meeting the band members?
0: Actually, I was raised in Pennsylvania, born in New Jersey, but raised in Pennsylvania. And my family went to California uh, when I was graduated from high school, um, partly because of the weather, because my grandmother fell and hurt herself on the ice. So my, who, my, she lived with us, and my mom said, we're going to California. <laughs> uh, also, I wanted to be in the movies. I didn't know how to go about being in the movies, so friends entered me into beauty contest, hoping to be discovered. And after I got my teaching credential, I did. I won quite a few contests. I was blessed. I was Miss Valverde, Miss Coppertone, Miss this and Miss that. But the year I was in the Miss Bronze California contest, I won the talent. And a young man who was a photographer for the contest said, oh, you know, I have this group and one of the girls left because nothing's happening with the groups. I need a... No, no, no. I don't want to... First of all, I'm not a singer. I'm an actress. And I also have my you know, degree for teaching, and I, I just don't, I won't have time to be part of a group, and I was working full-time, and, uh, but, you know, he persisted, and that man was from Mac Lemore, and that's how I got Fifth Dimension.
1: That is awesome, and in the beginning, it wasn't called Fifth Dimension, right? Wasn't it the Versatiles or something, you, but you changed it pretty it quickly. Was called,
0: it was called the Versatiles because we had five very versatile singers. We had people who did almost white opera, R&B, and pop. And however, our manager said, you know what? We need something more hip, a, a name that's better. So we thought of all different types of names, of Mark Five, because our manager, who I ended up marrying, his name was Mark. Uh, but Ron Townsend thought of the Fifth Dimension. We liked that because there was no Fifth Dimension, so the Fifth Dimension was, number one, our, our sound, and also there were five of us.
1: Yeah, it worked out. And, and you know, it's even the name sort of sets the tone for your sound and what you would come to represent in music, you know, because we know we know two dimension, three dimensional objects, I guess four di- fourth dimension is what time maybe then fifth dimension is this mind blowing, extra transcendent <laughs> plane of existence, I guess. And that's your music. <laughs> Um, right. Awesome. Well, you kind of, I guess the big breakthrough um, song and album was, uh, you know, you won that Grammy for record of the year with Up, Up and Away. It's sort of like a hot air balloon sort of theme. Uh, Jimmy Webb wrote that, I believe. But what was it like putting, putting that one that one together? You know, any good, good stories of being in the studio recording that one?
0: Uh, well, we enjoyed working with Jimmy because he was so creative and we all would get together and sometimes, sometimes we would throw in our ideas. But actually, Mark, who was our manager, uh, was also managing Jimmy Webb, and he introduced us, because at the time, Motown music was very popular, so we were singing R&B in our rehearsals, but Mark introduced us to Jimmy and and redirected our our vocals to more of a pop sound. We were some of the uh, first crossover groups.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and all your fans are glad that, that you made that sort of switch. And so Jimmy and Jimmy Webb, you know, a songwriting legend on his own, pop, country, all kinds of stuff. Um, but also um, in terms of your earlier stuff, uh, Laura Nero wrote a lot of hits for you, Stone Cold Picnic, Sweet Blindness. I think my favorite of the ones that she wrote for y'all were was uh, Wedding Bell Blues with that kisses and love won't care me till you marry me, Bill. Poor, poor Bill's getting <laughs> All that in that song but uh any memories of working with Laura on, on those songs particularly Wedding Bell Blues because I love that
0: one actually we didn't work with Laura we did have an opportunity to meet her but we worked with uh, Bones Howe who was our produced record producer and uh we worked with him as far as recording the song
1: gotcha well why do you think Wedding Bell Blues and Bill and that whole storytelling and why do you think that song connected with people so much I guess everyone people could relate
0: it was a fun song you know that you could relate to the lyrics and uh, we've met a lot of <laughs> women whose husbands are named Bill and they laugh and said they played that for them
1: <laughs> that's so great um and then you also worked with uh, I guess Burt Bacharach and Hal Davis wrote One Less Bell to answer for you I mean that's a legendary songwriting team right there but um any stories of how that song came together
0: well most of our music Jason came from Bones Hal who was our record producer because we wouldn't have chosen that type of music because we weren't aware of it. But Bones brought us those songs. We, again, we didn't, didn't work with Hal, David, and Burt Bacharach, but uh, we worked with Bones, and um, Bob Alcibar was our arranger.
1: Yeah, well, it's a great song. And then, of course, uh, we, we can't go through all of them, but my listeners would kill me if I don't mention the, the big one, the career one everyone remembers you from, the, you know, the one record of the year. Again, you won it again <laughs> uh, for Aquarius slash Let the Sunshine in that little medley. Um, was it originally written for the musical Hair, and then, and then you all made it even more famous? Is that right?
0: I always say that God gave us a miracle with that song. We were performing in New York City at the Americana Hotel, and one of the gentlemen lost his wallet. And someone found it, and he found it in a taxi, and he brought it to the show and gave it to Billy, who lost it. And we thanked him and invited him to the show. Then he invited us to his show. Well, that gentleman was one of the producers of Hair, and that's how we first heard Aquarius. And we just fell in love with the song right away. We suggested the bones, and he says, "Oh well, you know, it, it's a good song, but it's already been recorded, so I don't think so." Then he came back to us with the idea of putting Aquarius Aquarius's "Let the Sunshine In," which we did, thank goodness, and it became a hit for us.
1: Oh, it worked out beautifully. If you could, um, you know, we've yeah. got a lot. Of, we've got a lot of good stories about, you know the making of these songs and bones and all that kind of stuff. But um, break down the, the two parts of that for me, Aquarius and Let the Sun Shine In. You will know, break them down, you know, one at a time, like music, musically, like the musicality of it. So like that first part, Aquarius, you know, when the moon is in the seventh house, like it really sets this hypnotic tone. But uh, just talk about that first part of, uh, you know, Aquarius and why that one is so intoxicating.
0: Well, we liked the song because it spoke of peace and harmony. You know, in the in the play, it's more about astrology. Well, being Christians, we're not into astrology. As I said before, we liked it because of the, the melody and because it spoke of something positive and hope. Uh, let the sun shine. It was just, just a, a, once again, a positive song.
1: Um,
0: being a Christian, I also r- related to not only let the sun shine in but let the s o n shine in so it's
1: very special to me ah look at there let the son of the father and i got you i see where you're going with that nice well it works yeah. you know like like you're saying it the, the age of aquarius is sort of like you're saying it was uh, all astrological entering into this age of love light humanity whatever but but you all put a put sort of a your own personal christian spin on it so that that's really that's a really cool tidbit i appreciate you sharing that one Um, Awesome. Well, uh, you know, maybe younger folks probably first heard the song at the end of the Steve Carell movie, (laughs) The 40-Year-Old Virgin. What, did you happen to see that? I did, but it was also
0: in Forrest Gump.
1: It wasn't Forrest Gump. You're right. Such a great movie. But when when you see it show up in a movie like that, or you see Steve Carell singing it in *For Your Virgin*, like what what do you think when you're looking at the screen and and you see your, your music coming back decades later? Is it like wow? I mean, you have no idea it would still be played in in songs and or movies for that long.
0: I'm just so proud that the Fifth Dimension is a family oriented group and performing music that it, that lasts so long and that really. Is enjoyed by people of all races, of all nationalities, of all religions. It's just it's it's positive music that brings people together, and I'm very proud of that.
1: Awesome. Well, you mentioned real quick before we run, you mentioned that you originally had dreams of being, you know, an actress and stuff, and you got to do that a little bit. I know you're in, you know, a TV movie Happy. I guess Dom Deloise. You you did some stage acting in uh, Ain't Misbehaving, the the national tour of that Broadway show. Um, Was it cool getting to finally live out that dream? You know, you kind of took a long, unexpected detour into this great music stuff, but you still got to do a little of the acting that you originally wanted to do. Was that cool?
0: Well, I'm not finished yet. You know, I also starred in two musicals in Canada, and it it, it really showed me that musical, uh, live musicals are really my favorite thing to do. But I do hope to do some acting, and also I do hope to use what I learned getting my teaching credential by lecturing and speaking. I wrote a book. I have a book out. It's called Grace in Your Second Act. And it's about aging gracefully, mentally, physically, and spiritually. You can get it on Amazon. And I'm very proud of it. I'm very excited that I had the chance to, to write something like that and to give hope to people, especially to our seniors, who many times are left in nursing homes and forgotten and, But it's it's for men and women and young and old. It's for the younger people to remember, prepare for your senior years. Which I call your second act. Mentally, physically, and spiritually.
1: Taking care of yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically. Uh, I guess bring it full circle uh, back around to Ram's Head in Annapolis. uh, The Fifth Dimension, the show on Sunday. Uh, Pretend I'm not even here. You're speaking directly to our listeners. You know, hey, tell everyone, hey, come on out, everyone. You're going to have a good time.
0: Oh, come on down. We're looking forward to seeing you at Ram's Head. We know that we'll sing your favorite Fifth Dimension song just as you heard it back in the 60s and 70s. And something new for you young people. So come on out to Ramstad Sunday. I hope I hope that you'll come, Jace. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I say that because when people know the group's been together 50 years, they're, they're usually very surprised at the energy that we have. Well, I'm the only one actually who's been with the group 50 years. The others are much younger, but... It's, I'm proud that it's a family-oriented show, and you're all going to enjoy
1: it. Oh, definitely. Hey, you know what? You mentioned the 50-year run. When you all finally hang it up, you know, years and years from now, how would you want Fifth Dimension to be, you know, remembered amidst all the other great bands of, of that era or of any era? But you know, how, how would what do you think would, would make you stand out? What how do you how would you want the group to be remembered?
0: Well, actually, I'm the only one that's been there for 50 years. you know, I'm the only original, and I hope that we'll be remembered as a group that helped to bring peace. Hope and happiness, particularly in a time that's been very difficult for a lot of people with the uh, pandemic. Music is really very healing.
1: It really is. So come on out and get healed at the Rams Head on Sunday. Hey, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Jason. I'm glad we have to talk. And I look forward to seeing you Sunday.
1: All right, be well. Bye bye.